Hello, and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor with you again. And Gabe. And we have an email from one of our longtime listeners. Yeah, from good old Jim, who's, who's ripped us apart in the past, I'll be honest. Yeah. Hey, guys. It's been a long time, but you've managed to survive this long, so I have to give you props for longevity. That is true in the media business, yeah. Oh, four years? That's pretty four good. Years is like 40 years elsewhere. Yeah. Here's my warning regarding AI. The more we use it, the less future we retain, as the future is only a concept, and AI is quite a bit more powerful intellectually than we humans, so give up your mental sovereignty at your own peril. By the way, your emailer critique of your use of AI was spot on and really intelligent. Follow his advice, please. I'd rather see your hackneyed image drawn on the spot of a kid gazing skyward because it would reflect aspects of you. Thanks for raising the flag for humanity, pathetic as we are. Now, everybody, find your pencils, pens, crayons, etc., and get busy practicing your art. I love that idea. If we had YouTube uh. thumbnails and the primary image was my drawing, my, my attempt... <laughs> you are a good drawer. No, no I, I'm absolutely not. Better than I. I'm not sure that's true. We, we have a couple in the department who could put some good stuff together, but... Uh, in general, yeah, that'd be amazing and beautiful and really creative. Mm. And to repeat what we finished the show talking about last time. Lack of time. Yeah, what we will do to the absolute extent possible is to avoid any AI-created imagery because that is problematic and it's based on the backs of illustrators and artists everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we took the image down in question that Sam on YouTube asked us to. Mm -hmm. So that's that's done. Yeah. And again, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Jim. Your emails, your messages, even when they're critical, or especially when they're critical, change change this show, yeah, and make it better. So speaking of things that are AI created or are digitally created, not created by humans, that leads us into our next topic here. And to get into it, I'm going to play us or play for everyone. Gabe, this is a piece of music you've never heard. Mm -hmm. It's from the music network that Gabe and I use pretty much every week for this show. It's called Audio Network, and it has, I think, a quarter million songs in there. You can choose songs to pick the mood. These are not songs that you would hear on the radio. We're, we, for copyright reasons, mm-hmm. it's, you can't use those. You put them on YouTube, and then it gets struck down. So we use Underground. Some, yeah, yeah, we use copyright-free music, but it's a huge database. There's some good stuff in there. And then there's stuff like this song that I'm going to play for you. And Gabe, you haven't heard this. None of our listeners have heard it. I think there's a problem with this song. And all you have to do is listen to it to figure out what that problem is. I don't recognize the the song. It's not a song you would recognize. So I was considering that song. Yeah. Because it happens to be that every time I click into this audio network, it's number one. So it's the first one I see. I've heard it a couple times. The reason I've never used it on this show is that it's too perfect. That song is not human. There's something fundamentally wrong with it. And it's that everything lines up too perfectly on the beat in a way that just doesn't feel right. So that beat is, a, is, is basically a metronome. And I, I, I was got it. Okay, I, so it has to do with the beat, not just the beat. It's every instrument lines up with that metronome too. This was my suspicion when I heard it. This, this was my gut feeling. Okay. And then I went back and was like, let me, because this is going to connect to a study now or soon. But 
to figure that out, I, want, I wanted to see if I could actually prove that, and I did. What I did is I pulled up a metronome, and I kept toggling it until I could figure out if the beats, if I could line it up perfectly. So here's a metronome at 115 beats per minute. Yeah. You're going to hear eight metronome clicks, and then we'll see if it lines up with the song. Yeah, very rigid. It's it's right on. And I'm not going to subject I'm not going to subject you and our listeners to all 2 minutes and 20 seconds of that song, but by the very end of the song, that metronome has has not moved a millisecond off the beat. It is a metronome based song using a computer to do that because the fact is human beings can't do that. So there was not a human being playing the drums here in perfect bomb we can't. We cannot possibly do that. Really? And we human beings can also hear that. Now, of course, so why, why would you use that instead of using real drums to make a song these days? Well, to use real drums, you just have to go into a really expensive studio, rent it for lots of money. Well, the same reason why we would use an AI-generated photo. Image. It's fast. It's, it's easy. You can, you can create a lot of sound that way. Yeah. But it sounds fundamentally off because it's not human-based. So when we humans try to make music, we do our best at it, mm -hmm. we're just, we're slightly off. Yeah. Either a little too fast or a little too slow. And I think the That's best... That's why we love Bob Dylan's voice. He tries... I'm, I'm not sure if it's that. <laughs> if that's why we love Bob Dylan. Good reasons to like him. So if you take that first piece of music that we had, which was yeah. too perfect, the logic would be, let's make it imperfect, or, which would make it sound more human, by introducing random variations. Right? Okay. So sometimes the beat's a little too fast. Yeah. And sometimes it's a little too slow. But it's completely random. And that was, let's say, phase one of how to make computer music sound more human. Does not work. People do not like it. Huh. And it's... You have to then wonder, why, why would we not like that if it's close to being human? Well, the answer is, that's not what human beings do. And that takes us to, it's basically a press release from the Max Planck Institute, which is connected to research that's been going on for a decade now. And we're basically over in Göttingen, Germany. Yeah. They brought a guy from Ghana in, a musician, gave him a bongo drum. Yeah. And they wanted him to hit a beat on the metronome. And that's all, what they were looking for is not where he got it right. Where did he get it wrong and how did he get it wrong? Yeah. On average, he was 10 to 20 milliseconds off. Yeah. And he tended to anticipate the metronome by 16 milliseconds. But what was interesting was that he did it differently oh, in, in, in sequences. Um, it wasn't random. It wasn't a little bit ahead, a little bit behind. It was across long time scales. He'd get behind yeah. and then he'd catch up. Can a machine learn those mistakes? Yes, that's this is a fractal pattern, okay. and it doesn't just happen. Let's say at the thirty second mark and then the minute mark, it repeats. It's it cycles. The the researchers compare this to looking at a snowflake. So you can map our inadequacies using numbers. You can with machine learning then create a human beat. That's that's exactly what they have done. So Holger wow. Hennig is the lead researcher behind this. The yeah. guy from Göttingen. He was also at Harvard when they did part of this at Harvard. Um, he says, for example, the drummer plays ahead of the beat for 30 consecutive beats, while half a minute earlier he tended to play slightly behind the metronome clicks. These trends are pleasant to the ear, which again is just wild. Why? Why would that be the case that we like it? Doesn't matter, we do. And so they tried applying this idea to music, and lo and behold, anywhere from two out of three people to, to four out of five preferred computery sounding music yeah. preferred this um, this humanized aspect to it this human plugin so 
the latest development, and hence the new press release, because again, they've been doing this work for over a decade, is that that was something that was done in a lab and tested, and then just sat there for a decade, basically. Mm. Nobody did anything with this information or with this tool, with the sound. Recently, it's called Mixed in Key. They're based in Florida. They created a plugin called the Human Plugin. And basically, if you're someone out there who makes music on your own, you've, you've got your software already. You, that's the one you use. Mm-hmm. You pay like $50. I'm not trying to market it for this company. I don't care. But to grab this and then apply it to what you've already made. To the entire audio track or just to the drum beat? You can do it to anything because we humans, with this vari- the, we humans, this variation is everything. It's a drum beat. It's how you play the guitar. It's how you play the bass. It's how you sing. Yeah. And so you can apply it to different parts of the track. I'll give you two examples that they have up on their website. And it makes anything that you create more listenable. So I could take, let's say, some of my own you know, demo tracks out there and apply this thing to those demo tracks. Then all out, of a sudden they're... Out there where? <laughs> where are your demo tracks so our listeners can find them? No, if you have, and I doubt you've done this, if you've created music that that's very rigid yeah. because it's been made by a computer. You could apply it to those individual tracks. You, can't, you can't take a finished recorded piece, mm-hmm. I don't think, and do it. But here's what they did here. Two examples. The first one is what they call chill melodic house music. Mm-hmm. And first you're going to hear the bad version, the computer version. Okay. I, was, I was prompted, but I, yeah, I could yeah. hear that. Perfect that sounded beat. kind of inhuman, yeah. Perfect beat. Here comes part two where they've applied the filter. Yeah, a little more rounded. Can, can you hear that? It's Well, I, again, I've been prompted, so I, I knew it was yeah. coming. But yeah, I think it sounded a little... Yeah, what I notice, I think... A little smoother? I is that... And I... I read this long review of a drummer when I was trying to figure out exactly what the terms um, dragging and rushing meant. And they have all this lingo that I couldn't possibly emulate. You know, the chorus comes and you sit into it. You sit as a drummer, you sit into the chorus. Mm -hmm. Sometimes he intentionally lags behind the musician. Sometimes he jumps ahead of all this stuff. Um, And I feel like in the the quote-unquote chorus or whatever part of the verse, it slows a bit in a natural way. As long as you know what you're doing, there's a sense of confidence that you're in control. Yeah. Then, yeah. Then yeah. the mistakes work. One last example, vocal R&B pop. We're just going to go straight from the computer version to the humanized plug-in version. So this is the human version? Well, no. No, no. We're going to go straight from the computer version okay. Got into it. the human version. Got it. I took a leap in the deep and never again. If I can love you harder, I guess we're wasting time. That one was hard to hear. That one is harder. There's one moment where it feels like the vocalist waits for the beat to come and hangs a second, I thought, until the vocals come. But again, you kind of have to know it. it. It's a feeling, though. And I just think... If there's any message for all of our listeners out there, it's that if you hear a song and something sounds wrong, you can't really place it. It's probably been created using a metronome Mm. or whatever original musical inputs went into the computer. They've been corrected too much. It's too perfect. We don't like that. Nobody wants to hear that. That's not human. I don't know if it's disturbing now that there's software to take inhuman music and make it human. Mm. But that is where we are. I and do love the idea that we, we 
that our our own mistakes sound good. Yes, I like that. Yeah, I loved also, and I'm, yeah. I'm uh, last thing I'll say on this topic. Uh, they talk about the fact that there are different clocks in the brain, circadian clocks. We have all these different clocks, and then it's not just us, and that some long-range correlations in auditory nerve firing in us humans, it's the same as in cats, our brain waves and our heart rate during sleep do kind of the same thing. They have this nice line, Mm -hmm. head, heart, and hand march to the same drummer. We are wrong or off in the best way. All right, real quick before we go, a study done right here in Bonn, Germany, on why people deny climate change despite consensus across the board among scientists that human beings are to blame for the warming of the planet yes we are yeah a third of humanity doesn't believe in it and they wanted to figure out what's going on they had a group of 4,000 adults in the u.s separated into two groups in the first group you were given 20 dollars and you had to donate it to a an ngo Wow, that's an expen- to, f- yeah. to fight the climate. Okay, that's an expensive study, but go on. In the second group, given $20, they could either give that money to one of these NGOs or keep it for themselves, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And half of the people in that group kept the $20 for themselves. Now, yeah, they wanted to yeah. see among all the people in either group, they, were, they had their beliefs assessed with regard to climate change. Do you believe that human beings are responsible for it? Because it was a random assessment, those beliefs should be equal, right? On, both groups going in are going to have the same Doesn't attitudes, opinions. Doesn't matter what you're in. Yeah. Should be the same because it was a random assessment. Okay, but afterwards. They wanted to see what happened in the group with the people that decided to take the $20, right? Do they repudiate climate change? In order yeah. to justify their behavior, well, they've got they've got some serious cognitive dissonance going on. Twenty bucks. They they took the twenty dollars. T- yeah, yeah. So they went in to check, and there was no difference. Oh, none. Right. So that that assumption has been made that people justify their behavior, and hence their beliefs are a consequence of that. In order to make their self image or their themselves feel better about their behavior well if you okay if you don't or i'm sorry if you want to keep acting the way you've always been acting yeah driving the vehicles you've always driven flying engaging eating whatever you want to eat then it'd be easier not to believe that those things that you're doing ca- cause it makes climate it, change but it, this it, repudiates that yes it makes it possible for those people if if this is the case that they are consciously deceiving themselves they're deciding not to believe in climate change then yeah, but this study goes against that. It okay. says that people are not deceiving themselves in order to justify their own behavior. So it's something else. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a brutal truth mm. to, to realize that my behavior and people like me, their behavior too, we're altering this planet in ways that we're, we're not even sure we can, we can model at this point. What this study says is that it's not a, a simple psychological trick. You're not just making yourself feel better, at least if this study is is true, if the results can correspond to the real world, then this could be good news because that means that people, it, it would be, it, I think it would be harder to unlearn these psychological tricks right. than to, I don't know, possibly disseminate information better, get better information out there, reach more people when it comes to, yeah, our role in the warming planet. In, in one of the crises of our times <laughs> yeah. that has to be resolved. Any questions or, or, or comments on that aspect of, of climate change, kind of human psychology and climate change, or the music we were just talking about? By the way, our technician informed me that that song is basically a ripoff 
of Huey Lewis in the News. Mm-hmm. I think The Power of Love, apparently in the movie Back to the Future. Yeah. And that uh, he played a clip for us. It's, it's, it's spot on. It is a ripoff, in addition to being like a computer-generated thing as well. Strike against it. So we're going to play that again for you now. Yeah. And you, you tell with... us which one's better, the actual version or the AI version? Which, which one are we playing now? We don't have copyright access to the original, <laughs> so we're going to keep on going with the audio network, um, sorry, ripoff of a great song. <laughs> For minds.